Welcome to the Health Fix Podcast, where health junkies get their weekly fix of tips, tools, and techniques to have limitless energy, sharp minds, and fit physiques for life. Hey, health junkies. On this episode of the Health Fix Podcast, I'm interviewing Frank Davis. He's been in the health and wellness industry for over 30 years, and he is very passionate about creating revolutionary products. And in particular, he has a whole line of whole foods-based supplements, but he also has a new product that's been in development for more than five years. It's a patent-pending blend of enzymes called sugar to fiber, and it converts 50 to 90% of a meal's glucose to fiber. So it helps with gut health and helps with resilience to critters, and it also helps with blood sugar. And since I interviewed Frank, I tested it out on a few patients of mine, and I've been blown away by their results. Their blood sugars are going down. We have them on continuous glucose monitors. We're seeing things stabilize. It's impressive. I haven't had a chance to do a full three months to look at a hemoglobin A1C, which is blood sugar over time, but I am impressed with what I'm seeing on a continuous glucose monitor and the progress. So I'm impressed with his products. Not only that, he schooled me quite a bit on vitamins. And some things that, you know, I kind of forgot about, wasn't that I wasn't paying attention to, but I kind of forgot about from my schooling at Bastyr. And so stay tuned for this one. You're going to learn a few things about vitamins and minerals that might open your eyes pretty wide. And also, you'll learn about sugar to fiber and the difference between synthetic versus whole food vitamins. And yes, I do use some synthetics in my practice, but more and more, I'm starting to think that, you know what, whole foods is what I recommend for people to eat. Why am I not doing this for vitamins? And I think in certain cases, this is important for a lot of folks. So I want you to be open-minded and I want you to really be curious when you listen to this podcast because Frank brings up a lot of really good points when it comes to vitamins and some things that even I need to put myself in check on. So I'm calling myself out on this one. All right, guys, let's get into the podcast. Frank, welcome to the Health Fix podcast. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. So you've got quite a story, and and I think we should talk for a moment about this because your your story's not necessarily it's quite a story but it's not necessarily uncommon based on what i i get in my office of folks that have had multiple different illnesses and just really seem to to get everything that came around um how you know at this stage of the game i mean you are you are let's let's put it this way well experienced in every conceivable childhood disease tell tell us a little bit of like what the heck were your parents thinking what was happening while all of these things were teasing out in your childhood well you know uh, uh what I, my parents were thinking is how do i help this sick kid all the time i i literally grew up, I believe, um, raised on antibiotics because I had every childhood disease known to man. Uh, I had all the allergies. Um, I had pneumonia twice, hepatitis twice. Um, and, uh, uh, mononucleosis twice. So, you know, as a, what I call a wannabe athlete, it was a real challenge 
because uh, I was constantly in this cycle of of illness and then trying to recuperate and illness and trying to recuperate. And I facetiously say that <clears throat> if somebody drove by with the window down and had a cold, I caught it. I was just so <laughs> immune compromised that I just uh, like I had to be in a bubble, it seemed like. So anyway, um, that is uh, that's my background. And, and <laughs> candidly, in my early 40s, I ended up with chronic fatigue syndrome, which for someone like myself, a type A personality, it's a sentence worse than death. I couldn't even go on a walk with my wife. I couldn't when we'd go on a little trip down to our condo and southern part of the state i would have to put a bed in the back of the suburban and then i would uh lay there all the way down so that was kind of the the driving force the catalyst said i have to find a solution i happen to live in an area where everybody has a solution <laughs> you know it's the network marketing capital of the world i was willing to try anything and everything no matter what it tastes like or what it was but and and I would go to doctors and they would recommend, you know, different medications, primarily an antidepressant or something. I said, I'm not depressed. I'm discouraged. But anyway, that was what I was dealing with, um, Dr. Krause. And then, candidly, I ended up um, going to a symposium put on. Um, it was actually put on for a college of diet, uh, dietitians. And it was put on by all these uh, uh, major universities across the countries. And the they had their presenters were all PhDs. And they introduced this symposium by saying there's been more research in the last 200 years, in the last five years, than the prior 200 years, linking every known illness, every known disease to some form of dietary deficiencies. And and then they proceeded to present one at a time their uh, studies that would show what nutrients, uh, phytonutrients, uh, polyphenols, vitamins, minerals, the, the the components of foods, how they either prevented or cured disease. And it was kind of an aha moment for me. I mean, it resonated. It made sense uh, versus a pharmaceutical approach. So... I remember asking one lady who was PhD from Champaign, Illinois, after a presentation, incredible presentation, really well documented, well researched. I said, well, you know, whatever, what you presented, I buy into, I accept, I agree, but isn't there a wide variance in nutrient value in foods, depending on where it's grown, how long it's been in transport, whether you cook it or not? She said, absolutely. And I said, so how do you know when you sit down and eat this food that it has all those nutrients you say either prevent or cure disease? It sounds like a guessing game. Yep. Anyway, it was that that catapulted me and drove me into saying, I've got to find a way. And that's why I focused uh, on ultimately what read, led to my uh, in, hiring a, a registered dietitian with her master's degree in clinical nutrition uh, and basically saying, I've got to get those foods and I've got to get them in a concentrated whole food form uh, so that I know what I'm getting. Uh, it's not a guessing game. And honestly, I did that. And when I was started on that regimen, 
within less than a month, I was out of my chronic fatigue and, and I'm healthier at 76 than I was at 46. <laughs> and I attribute that to what I put in my body. That is a testament to that exact statement. I mean, I, I want people to be healthier in their, you know, 40s and beyond than they were in their 20s. You know, that's that's my MO here. And hearing you say that at 76, that is that is awesome. And you know, what you're experience what you experience, and this is something that, you know, as as a doc, we we talk about it in, in naturopathic medicine school that, you know, food is medicine, but yet how much of the medicine from the food are we getting kind of like what you mentioned and also the concept of are we even digesting the food properly that we need and so we've got a couple debates here that i want to kind of break down the first one ends up going back to like you said you know we we don't get the nutrients from the food that we eat like we want to um and and i can see that when i run metabolic testing things of that nature spectra cell micronutrient testing and what I often will find is it's the same things over and over again, the vitamin C, the, the, the vitamin A, E, whatnot. So my question becomes, because this is kind of the hot topic I, I had kind of prefaced you on this one, with the vitamins, you you note even, even on your website that a lot of these synthetics do not do well compared to the whole foods vitamins. Will you give us the breakdown on, on what you've seen, you know, to create the products that you have. Let's, let's, let's turn it over to you. I'm talking too much. Okay. Well, basically let's put it this way. All vitamins in nature are a compound or a complex. They are not a single synthetic chemical isolate. That's what the pharmaceutical approach is to vitamins. Mm -hmm. And, and, and basically Let's you you mentioned like vitamin C. Vitamin C is a very volatile vitamin. If you harvest spinach within 24 hours, it doesn't matter if you put it in cold storage or whatever, with 24 hours, you lose 90% of that vitamin C that's in that spinach. So when you figure that the average uh distance that foods travel to they get to our grocery store and our plate is 1600 miles, uh, you know, I'm I'm sitting here this morning uh, in uh, uh, snow, and <laughs> if I eat spinach, I guarantee it was not grown anywhere near where I'm at. Uh, <laughs> and in fact, most of it is imported like from Mexico or Chile or whatever. So it's been in transport for some time. Uh, within five days, you lose approximately 50% of the other uh, vitamins and nutrients Uh the minerals will stay intact, assuming they're there in the first place, which most of them aren't. But mm -hmm. my point is that vitamin C in nature is a compound. It's a complex. When you look at a label, when you're buying a, a supplement vitamin C, almost without exception, in parentheses, it will say ascorbic acid. Mm -hmm. Well, or some form of ascorbate. The compound, the complex comprises of bioflavonoids, routine, J factor, K factor, vitamin P. It, it's a, a complex that works synergistically together. You cannot take one fraction of that and chemically try to reproduce it in a single synthetic form and assume it's going to do the same job. Uh, for example, Let's take other ones. And I would just uh, challenge your listeners to go 
and look at their the labels, let's say on Cocoa Krispies or on Total Cereal or on their vitamins, and they will say see the same thing in parentheses. B6, almost without exception, will say pyridide uh, hydrochloride, pyridoxine hydrochloride. Well, what the heck is that? If, you know, if it's, if vitamins in nature are this compound, well, pyridoxine hydrochloride is petroleum esters blended with hydrochloric acid and processed with formaldehyde. Uh, you can Google it, you can Wikipedia, you can, you can check it out. That's what it is. It's produced in a laboratory. Uh, the same thing with vitamin B12. Normally, it will be called cyanocobalamin. Well, what is cyanocobalamin? What is cyana? It's cyanide. How does a dead, carcinogenic, toxic chemical benefit a live organism like the body? I don't quite, I can't wrap my head around it. Whereas in, in nature, in foods, this complex, all these nutrients, these work synergistically together in this complex to provide, you know, all these antioxidant free scavenging benefits that the body needs. In a chemical isolate form, I I I can show you university studies that they'll not only does it not perform as well, it's actually detrimental. Whereas in a whole food form, your body knows how to use it and and it provides all the benefit that the body needs for the skin, for the immune system, for everything. So, you know, I'm a, believe me, I'm a whole food believer in whole food nutrition, not supplementing with chemical synthetic isolates. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, the cyanocobalamin definitely makes sense. A lot of people are probably going to be like, Frank, well, what about methylcobalamin? What What's that? Well, it's a different form, and it's actually what would be called when your body takes the vitamin B in a uh, the B12. It is a methylcobalamin form. However, you know, again, one comes in a food complex the other comes as a isolate uh and it's it's like the scientists have identified lycopene in, in tomato as a potent antioxidant and really beneficial for men who are dealing with prostate issues and so what do they do they try to isolate that lycopene and then put that in a capsule and uh assume you're going to get the benefit well they found out that the benefit you get from isolating that lycopene uh, is nominal compared to taking it in the in the tomato form. And they don't know what's in that tomato that actually makes that lycopene work the way it does. What all the cofactors? It's the same thing with there was a study done years ago um, with a uh, at uh, Cornell University. They identified how much, quote, vitamin C was in an apple. Uh, and they identified and said there's equivalent of five milligrams of vitamin C in an apple. But when they did a study on the effects of that apple after a, a, a person ingested it, they were able to measure the effect of 1,500 milligrams of vitamin C in terms of its antioxidant effect. 
And they still don't know what are all the cofactors in that apple that make that vitamin C function versus five milligrams up to 1500 milligrams in terms of antioxidant benefit. So in a whole food form, you don't need as much. Uh, you know, even the even the uh, pharmaceutical industry, if you're taking vitamin uh, E, they will say DL-alpha-tocopherol is a synthetic form and D-alpha-tocopherol is a natural form. And so they will recommend twice as much of the DL versus the D because they say the D is more efficient. Well, again, in nature, vitamin E comprises of four tocopherols and four tocopherols. You can't take one eighth of it. I don't care whether it's a synthetic start or from a uh, a sunflower oil or some something natural and still synthesize it and assume you're going to get the same benefit as it's you know, as the whole food form of it. I, I use the analogy, it's it's like a football team and saying, all I need is the center. I don't need anybody else. <laughs> uh, they're not going to make very much progress. You can't take a fraction of it and assume it's going to do the job of the, the complex, the way it was designed in nature. That makes perfect sense that makes perfect sense i mean while we're on the topic of vitamin e i think that one is probably one of the biggest ones that in my practice i am kind of a stickler on i, I do like a product that comes from annatto uh the seed because uh -huh. it does seem to do better than if we're just taking some of these synthetic e's and i think there's even been research that's come out now about um not playing around with the different types of of e's i think you've probably seen that too well, you know, there have been several studies done. They even had to stop a study on vitamin A, synthetic vitamin A with pregnant women because they had too many uh, um, miscarriages. And, you know, all of these studies they've done and everything, including the RDA, is all based on synthetics. Uh, and so people think that, oh, well, I need... If I'm taking vitamin C, I need uh, 500 or 1,000 milligrams or 2,000 milligrams, where in a food form, you just don't need that much because your body, as I say, you get the benefit. It's kind of an exponential uh, compared to taking it in any type of synthetic form, which again, you'll get some short-term benefit. But basically, if you take vitamin C in the form of ascorbic acid, your body recognizes it's incomplete and it'll rob, rob from your collagen tissue to fill that, to try and make up the, the difference uh, and get the benefit of a vitamin C. But vitamin C for one thing is, is one of the vitamins your body cannot produce. You have to ingest it. Um, so, you yeah. know, anyway, <laughs> no, it's definitely one of those ones that you, you've got to get it from an exogenous um, source, which leads me to and 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 folks, we're we're going to jump through a couple of different things that Frank has through his company, um, OptivitaHealth.com, right? Am I saying that right? OptiVita? Is that yeah. how you guys say it? OptiVita okay. Health basically okay. stands for optimal life. Mm hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, Spanish in there or Latin, I guess yeah. you could you could twist it there. Now, yeah. of course, we'll get to the enzymes here in a second because that is a hot topic. But I do want to note that if you guys are curious, he does have the complete essentials and and you have the basic nutrients as well. Um, will you speak just a couple of minutes there, Frank, on the, the difference between the complete and and the basic nutrients that you have? Sure. Uh as the name implied, Complete Essentials was designed to have literally everything the body needs uh, for optimal health and function. So all the whole food vitamins, 100% RDA of vitamins from a, all from whole foods, uh, proprietary process where we can ex- extract those uh, vital nutrients in a concentrated form, uh, Literally, you know, we have uh, a pound of broccoli in every serving in terms of the amount of sephorophane that's in in that product. Uh, Eight detoxifying greens, 21 vitamins and minerals, uh, antioxidants, probiotics, digestive enzymes, essential fatty acids, all plant-based. Everything, we test it before, we test it afterward. There's no guessing game going to the grocery store and say, I just bought a carrot. I wonder if there's really any vitamin A left in that carrot. We test it, we know it. And it's all derived from all whole foods. Um, The basic essentials uh, has about half as much uh, in terms of ingredients. And it covers every basic. If somebody was looking for just a vitamin, mineral, antioxidant supplement, all from whole foods, the basic covers it. The whole food is a little more pricey because it has over 100 ingredients. Uh, we vet every every ingredient, where it comes from, how it's processed. We test it all pre and post production. So, um, you know, it it's basically my insurance policy that I'm giving my body every single day, everything it needs from a nutrient standpoint to function the way it was designed to function. Very cool. Very cool. I like that you're you're testing before and after production, but also sounds like when you get products and and are you using farms all in the US or where do you guys source your ingredients for the multivitamins? Is it the US? We yes. Uh there are some ingredients that will come from uh, the tropical areas if we have organic acerola cherry or some other, you know. Exotic fruits, etc. But uh, basically, everything is sourced in the U.S. Uh, not a, uh, a dig on China, but we do not source anything from China. Uh, we're very particular of where it comes from and and all the certifications behind it. Um, so, okay, okay. I'm betting you're one of those folks that you probably have like a piece of like a if we think of it an MDS sheet. And, and for those of you guys who are listening to this, that would be the chemical version of things. But it's a sheet that says where everything comes from and you're tracking all of all of that. If, if yes. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we uh, are very much into traceability and transparency in terms of the ingredients and uh, where they come from, et cetera. So that, uh, you know, from basically we trace it from farm to fork. Nice. Uh, I like that. I like that. So. Speaking, uh, let's transition to to a next topic because 
you and I were speaking before we jumped on about enzymes. And of course, we've got the sugar to fiber glucose supplement we're going to talk about here in a second. But before that, I want to kind of get into enzymes a little bit because with let's put it this way with the society as it is with stress as it is we eat fast we we don't take as good of care of our guts as we could and in the terms of the whole food supplements because of the theory on it of them being more absorbable would you say that they also have those natural enzymes in there to help you to not only absorb but digest the the food that that those natural whole foods in the supplements better. I, I'm just kind of, I'm saying a lot of words. I'm going to let you kind of talk. <laughs> uh, no question about it, Dr. Cruz. This, the, uh, in the blend of our com complete essentials, as well as basic essentials, we have uh, all the plant-based enzymes that break those foods down. It's not what you eat. It's what you absorb that makes the difference. Mm. And, and candidly, our diet today, especially the American diet, comprises, I would say, of 90% either processed or cooked foods. Mm -hmm. uh, every food in nature has enzyme, uh, the type of enzyme in the amount that is necessary to break that down for your body to absorb it and utilize it. When you heat any food up to 180 degrees, you kill those enzymes. Uh, when you process it, they're dead. So, you know, we're born, uh, we have kind of like a capacity that we're born with to produce enzymes. Every function in your body from blinking to thinking requires enzymatic action, requires enzyme. And so uh, it was not designed to also break all the foods down because the, the foods had the enzymes in them. You had, if it's meat, it has protease to break down the protein or uh, amylase to break down the carbohydrates, lipase to break down the fats. Uh, so those were all, they're all in all raw foods. So what happens is because we're eating such a high amount of processed and cooked foods, it's forcing our body to draw from those metabolic enzymes that were designed for other functions, you know, and our brain, our, our immune system, all the things that our body needs it for and, and kind of diverts those over to be focusing on breaking those foods down. And what it does, you know, is as we age, our ability to produce those enzymes and, and replace the, the enzyme of the food is dramatically diminished. And that's why we have so many digestive problems, whether it be acid reflux or GERD or, or irritable bowel syndrome or just, you know, gas or bloating or, you know, you name it. It's all because we are not efficiently uh, breaking down those nutrients, the uh, foods in our body and enable our body to utilize them and, and benefit the way it should. So, you know, it's, it's probably one of the things that people notice the biggest difference is when they start supplementing with plant digestive enzymes with their meals and how much difference it makes them feel. It actually creates energy. It, uh, you know, it, it uh, eliminates a lot of those digestive problems. Uh, when people are lactose intolerant, it's a, it's a, they don't have the enzyme lactase. If they're gluten 
sensitive. Uh, you know, all those hard to break down proteins are missing, you know, the enzymes in the body that break those down. Mm -hmm. And so we have food allergies, we have other uh, reactions. And uh, so enzymes are just so critical for good health and a good digestive, good gut health. I, I would agree. I would absolutely agree. And, and the plant enzymes, I mean, we're getting some of the brush border stuff. I, I have your product pulled up here, guys. He has um, digestive enzymes as well. And, you know, you've got the, the different little guys, as I call it, that, that hang out the invertase and cellulase that you don't often get when you think of pancreatic enzymes. And, and those of you are listening, pancreatic enzymes are amylase lipase, and we've got different peptidases in there. Whereas more things are in the digestive plant digestive enzymes. So yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of digestive enzymes. I think that most of us, a lot of our gut issues are, are rooted there. And then of course, like you mentioned, not getting the the vitamins um, that our body actually needs. And then of course, the synergistic effect of, of what enzymes we don't get from um, cooking foods. Because of course, as much as I would love to say that I like to eat raw foods all the time, I'm going to be honest, you know, if someone puts me a, a bowl of broccoli and, and cauliflower and it's sauteed in one side, and then I've got, you know, raw kale salad, I'm going to choose the, the cooked stuff because I don't taste know. Kale's, yeah, it tastes better. And <laughs> kale's just, man, kale's tough. I, I know yeah. I'm a naturopath, but that is a tough one for me. So anyway, there you have it. Now let's talk about one of the biggest, oh, let's say factors that's really affecting Americans, but, but society as a whole, this whole concept of metabolic disease. And, and you've got a product called sugar to fiber, which I was intrigued. I'm like, okay, we're con converting sugar molecules to fiber molecules in the body. And so give us a scoop on this. How did, how did you come up with this concept in the first place? Well, interestingly enough, I've been working for probably 20 years with what I would consider the, one of the foremost experts in enzymes and probiotics in the world. And uh, about five years ago, he, he told me that he had discovered, you know, this enzyme. Now, you know, candidly, uh, anybody in this field would know that plants, uh, they're much like the humans. Uh, the only difference is they can synthesize, photosynthesis is they can convert carbon dioxide and water into glucose. And glucose is what uh, gives the... the uh, the plant, uh, its energy, its ability to grow, et cetera. And, but they can't photosynthesize at night. So it will take an enzyme, will convert uh, a portion of that glucose into a starch into a, uh, that stores it. But then uh, the other thing the plant needs besides, you know, the energy to grow, it needs fiber in order to stay strong and not bend over and, you know, grow straight. And so there's an enzyme that converts that glucose or starch into fiber. And, and, and basically it's, it's something that's in nature. And uh, he uh, worked with this and has been doing testing. And so we got together literally in October he said, okay, it's ready. And I rolled it out. 
I did a, a, a number of tests first, and I tested with multiple people. Every one of them had a continuous glucose monitor so we could track it. Mm-hmm. And the results were absolutely mind-boggling. Uh, I'll have to tell you one. My my sister-in-law, you know, and she'll be the first to acknowledge that she's way overweight, which would be called morbidly obese. Uh, she has a continuous glucose monitor. She's in really bad health, uh, type 2 diabetes, and just uh, all the associated challenges that she has with it. But her daughter helps take care of her and tracks her 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 blood sugar levels, you know. And so I went over two weeks ago to her home, my wife and I, and I said, uh, I want you to, to take this with your meals. I want you to take two capsules with every meal. This was Sunday night that I went there. And so I gave her a bottle. And then the very next night, Monday night, she calls my wife, who is her sister, and um, we were sitting in our den. She, my wife put the phone on speaker and said, and, and her, her sister said, I took the enzymes as you directed with each meal today, um, this morning at noon and this evening. And she said, my daughter just took my glucose reading. It was 150. I said, oh, I had, did I tell you, I had asked her prior <laughs> I said, what is your average glucose reading? That's when, on Sunday night. I said, just what is your average? 270. Woo. 270. And I said, that's your average? Yes. So when she said, uh, I took it and it was 150, I said, when's the last time you've had a reading that low? She said, a long, long, long time ago. Wow. But this is the, we have been testing this. It, the beauty about it is, the enzyme, now the sugar to fiber itself uh, is just the name of a, a full blend of enzymes. It has the protease, the, la- the uh, lipase, the amylase. It, it has the uh, patented enzyme that breaks down the hard-to-break proteins like gluten, gluten and, and uh, uh, dairy proteins. But it has this patent-pending enzyme that converts 50 to 90% of the sugar you consume to dietary fiber in the gut that acts as a prebiotic and feeds the good bacteria. So it enhances your your gut health. You're eliminating 50 to 90% of the calories from the sugar that you consume because it, it converts to this dietary fiber. The fiber helps create satiety. So there's all sorts of benefits, uh, you know, and helps the digestive system, helps you regulate yourself. So, you know, we all need a little more fiber. And that's the problem with the foods we eat today. The the manufacturers are actually designed the fiber out of it <laughs> so that, you know, it's sweeter. Because um, if you're eating, you know, if you eat, uh, you know, uh, basically fruits or whatever that have uh, a higher level of fructose and glucose, uh, but they have fiber in it. And that helps offset and and eliminates those big spikes. So bottom line, what we've done with this, and I'll give you one more example. Uh, uh, An employee of mine is insulin resistant. Mm -hmm. So he has a continuous glucose monitor. Facetiously, he said, I'll 
devote my body to science. <laughs> so he goes across the street and he buys a $7 special, which was a hamburger, French fries, soda, and a chocolate sundae. <laughs> Immediately on his glucose monitor, which he monitors on his, his phone, it spiked to 190 and it stayed elevated for three and a half hours. Now he, he went, he, he was fasting before he got that meal. He duplicated that the next day at noon, had not eaten anything before he went there, except he took the sugar to fiber enzyme an hour before he went and ate the meal. And on the, on his glucose monitor, it barely moved. It just bumped a little bit and stayed level. So it eliminates that roller coaster of spikes of ups and downs that, that create so much havoc and release the insulin insulin in your body that your body has to deal with, you know, to the insulin is there trying to protect your body and and store that glucose in your muscles and in your liver, but you can only store so much. You know, your, your liver will only take about a hundred grams. That's the equivalent of two big uh McDonald's French fries, and then your uh, your muscles will take up to 400 grams. That's about seven big French fries. Well, we eat so much sugar today. You know, the U.S. is the largest consumer of sugar in our diet in the world, about five times recommended. So your insulin then, after it's stored it in the muscles and converted to uh, to glycogen in the muscles and in the liver, what does it do with the rest of it? It stores it as fat. Wow. Yeah. And that's why we're such an overweight, undernourished country. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is the, the definite sad, sad reality. And um, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's definitely interesting the effect of of the sugar to fiber um, data, and and you have a PDF that you have for for folks who are listening to this podcast, um, and and guys, I'm going to put it in the podcast notes at drjcrossnd.com, and that's where I kind of saw the data in front of me that that you're describing here with that with that meal that you're you're coworker <laughs> donated yeah. himself to science with there have you have you played with it with yourself and and what happens with someone who's not necessarily metabolically i call it metabolically challenged or having metabolic issues have you seen it bring your blood sugar down and something that would normally kind of put it up a little bit or have what's what's uh, happened with you yeah i don't track my blood sugar levels you know mm -hmm. uh basically every time i take a physical my blood sugar levels uh fasting blood sugar levels are in the 80 90 range so i've never really uh, focused on that however the more i have studied the more i realize whether you're diabetic pre-diabetic or just uh, you know 90 percent of all people uh, have these fluctuating curves of their uh, glucose levels, and they and it still does its damage. So, your mm -hmm. the goal that you want to do is obviously level that curve out, keep it as flat as can be. That is what uh, it's doing. Now, I take the the sugar to fiber 
digestive enzyme blend because it's the total blend. Anytime I'm eating any cooked or processed foods, uh, you know, I take it usually a half hour, hour before I eat. I'll, um, I don't take it in the morning because I take my complete essentials, which has all the enzymes in it. And it's basically raw foods, if you want to call it that. It's, uh, and so, and then I blend that with, with uh, frozen organic berries and a, and a banana and it's, it's a, a make a shake out of it. Um, but then if I have a sandwich or something like that for lunch, I always take those enzymes because it has, it's the blend. Uh, what you, when you say I play with it, yes, I facetiously, when I go to, I had a family party and, and my son-in-law, I mean, my son and daughter-in-law brought a nice uh, dessert. And I said, <laughs> I need a little bit more fiber. And I would cut a piece of that and say, I've already taken my sugar to fiber. It's converting it to fiber. So I'm, I'm facetiously saying I'm, I'm putting fiber. I wouldn't necessarily suggest that's the best way to get your fiber all the time but uh but you know in terms of uh what i personally have noticed um i have to i have to struggle a little more to maintain my weight yeah. uh i you know it, it, it i noticed it starting i'm starting to maybe lose a pound or two and i i don't want to lose weight i want to gain a little bit uh Mm -hmm. So, uh, but I think it normally keeps it normal, but I, th I think that, uh, you know, when you're converting a certain percentage of that, uh, what you consume into dietary fiber and you're eliminating those calories, you might have to eat a little more if you want to maintain the weight. Sure. Sure. That makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, I think about it this way, you know, we have all these, we have the metformin, right? So the medication right. that folks would take, which I've never really seen anybody that tolerated metformin well and was like, oh, yeah, I love this stuff. And then there's berberines and things of that nature, which also have quite a few side effects. And so looking at this as an alternative for folks to kind of, you know, something that they can do to help their body process sugars better. I'm almost thinking like combining it with something like the black seed oils and, and some of the other metabolic boosters that we have as, as being kind of the way to help folks with their blood sugar all the time. And, and yeah, like you said, you know, for you, maybe not the best thing to be pounding it all the time, wanting to get some weight on, but first ladies, let's put it this way. Most of us are trying to keep our weight in check the other way and not keep going up. And I'm, I'm thinking, you know, this could be a very good addition for metabolism that doesn't come with side effects because it's it's enzymes. They're breaking stuff down. I mean, I know that nothing, I can't say 100%, but it seems like something that would be even something to consider if you're going out to eat. That's how I was thinking. I was like, well, I'd probably definitely take this if I went out to eat. You know, absolutely. Uh, you know, people ask me who should who should take this? And I, I say anybody that eats and breathes <laughs> because, uh, you know, we're deficient in those enzymes. This is a, a very potent blend of plant digestive enzymes to help your body break down any food that you're eating into, into the nutrients that it can absorb. Um, and you'll notice a difference then, you know, the icing on the cake, so to speak, or the, is just this, uh, patent pending enzyme that's part of it that converts sugar to fiber 
in the gut and it uh it has all sorts of benefits to it with zero downside you know that's the beauty about it it is as you yeah. say it's a live enzyme it's not something you can create in a laboratory um and it's what your body desperately needs it needs that support because if you don't give it that it is drawing from your your metabolic enzymes to keep to to break that food down i use the example dr kraus of uh, of a thanksgiving dinner uh you know we sit down we have uh you know our mashed potatoes our gravy our salad uh, you know jello salad uh, our <laughs> nice rolls uh you know the stuffing uh the turkey then we top it off with a pumpkin pie or banana cream pie we have just consumed all this energy all the glucose all of the that gives our body energy all the calories that you know you would think we would be bouncing off the walls but what does everybody want to do take a nap <laughs> sleep <laughs> and why it's because none of that food had enzymes in it and so your body is drawing it from the cells from the brain from wherever it needs it to break all that food down and it saps your energy it makes you tired you get brain fog you know it's uh uh whereas by definition all that food should create energy that would you'd want to run off yeah <laughs> yeah we should all be running like marathons or playing football in our <laughs> yeah. backyard right after this instead of napping so i have a question for you now with the sugar to fiber would you pair it with the plant enzymes or does it work effectively on its own since there is some overlap of ingredients uh no it, it's a standalone it has okay. all the plant digestive enzymes that you need to break down the food Okay. inclusive of the sugar to fiber enzyme that's a a patent pending enzyme but yes it has it has a total blend inclusive of the enzyme that breaks down the hard to break down proteins like gluten and like uh dairy proteins so you don't need additional enzymes other than that blend when you're eating uh your meals okay and the same would go, what about for stomach acid, like a betaine hydrochloric? Would that destroy this enzyme or would you not need that with this particular formula since I see proteases in there? Without getting into the details of how it works, et cetera, it, it, uh, it does not get uh, destroyed in any way, shape or form in the gastric acids of the stomach. And so it, it, it breaks the food down it does its job uh like i say and then you convert down in the gut that sugar to the uh, the insoluble fiber uh helps your your gut microbiome function the way it should do and provide a, additional support to your digestive system as well as your immune system okay okay and now i've got one probably strange question because i know i'm going to get it because I'm, I'm working with a lot of perimenopause and menopausal ladies who like their wine. And we know that wine will, will eventually elevate blood sugar, but takes a little bit longer. If you're drinking and you're like, I want to keep my blood sugar from having any issues, independent of food, would this help? Do you know? 
Yes, we have experimented and tested it with sugar drinks, mm-hmm. with starches, with table sugar, with glue, you, you name it. Anything that normally breaks down through enzymatic action, you know, table sugar breaks down normally uh, with enzyme to glucose and fructose. Uh, and, you know, this takes that and, and converts that glucose into the dietary fiber 50 to 90 percent of it so uh in the testing we've done with soda pop with any other form of sugar it works as effective no matter what form you take it in okay i got another one for you what about fake sugars like a diet coke or something that's got sucralose in it the, the splendas and things did you test that uh, no, okay. you know, as of yet, not, but I'm doing some university testing right now. We are doing, uh, some lab testing in every, every type of thing, but, you know, generally speaking, I would say, um, you would be a lot better off taking, uh, sugar in a food form than in a synthetic form, uh, because, it has, you know, these other synthetic sugars or, uh, you know, have their own set of problems associated with them. Uh, your body, you know, you're not tricking your body. It's still going to, you know, people that keep drinking diet drinks, you know, don't lose weight. It actually <laughs> yes. converts it and it's worse than drinking sugar. But now if you have something that converts a healthy percentage of that sugar, to fiber, I still wouldn't suggest you drink it in the first place. But if you're <laughs> going to drink it, then uh, you, you're going to see benefit from taking the sugar to fiber with it. Okay. All right. The reason I ask, because also another big industry that that surrounds us ladies um, is the sugar-free, calorie-free kind of drinks, unfortunately. And and what I'm getting at is trying to help some of my ladies wean off of it and perhaps helping with the sugar to fiber to keep the blood sugar in check because a lot of folks don't know that even though there's no sugar in there, that whole gastric effect still does mess with your sugar and all those things. And anyway... Nevertheless, I wanted to kind of point that out there. All right. Gosh, Frank, I have drilled you quite a bit um, over a lot of different things. Is there anything that we haven't talked about yet that that we want to talk about that you want to get across to to my audience here? Uh, I don't I don't have anything in particular other than, you know, uh, that our health as we, you know, everything is cumulative. If you're taking, you know, uh, if you're taking and consuming foods that are devoid of nutrients and devoid of enzymes, et cetera, I'm amazed how long we function without proper nutrition. But ultimately, most people when they're my age and they're mid to late 70s, uh, you know, they're on different type of uh, drugs and different type of things to, you know, blood thinning medication, uh, 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 blood pressure, heart medication, all these different things. 
I'm telling you, when you give your body the right nutrients, it will work miracles. It will change things. It's done it in my life. And so I'm 100% convinced of that. But it is all cumulative. And, uh, you know, I don't I don't take as much as aspirin in any form. You know, the only time I've even taken anything is when I had fellow, you know, had to have shoulder surgery because I injured myself in a, and, but I, I minimize any type of, you know, pharmaceutical medication, but for all intents and purposes, I haven't taken an aspirin in 20 years, you know, <laughs> and, uh, or anything like that. Whereas, so give your body the right nutrients and it will work miracles. This food, this sugar to fiber, new enzyme is a game changer for a lot of people those that are that are trying to control their glucose levels a lot of women today uh, are on the even going after these diabetic medications like ozempic you know to lose weight well it the list of side effects uh are everything from vomiting to death uh you know mm -hmm. whereas you do a much better job by giving your body something like this enzyme to convert that to keep your glucose levels stable and you're going to get the same desired benefit as taking something risky that's going to cause long-term problems well said well said and a lot cheaper than than oh. using the, the eight hundred dollars a month or something like that for Ozempic. It, it ranges, yeah, yeah. It could be. I've even had people quoted all the way up to fifteen and even thirty five hundred, depending on things. And yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy, and and that's using pharmaceutical you know insurance stuff. So. Oh, it's a wild world, but yeah. the sugar to fiber definitely intrigues me. The plant enzymes, I'm all in for enzymes always. Um, I do think that is one of our biggest things. So folks, you can find Frank and all of his wonderful information over at optivitahealth.com. That's O-P-T-I, Vida, V-I-D-A, then health.com. And I mean, I was blown away by the website, all the different resources you have on there. Thanks again. I sincerely appreciate it. Well, thank you very much. I've appreciated it. I enjoyed uh, watching your podcasts. Uh, uh, like I said, I think we're we're definitely on the same page in terms of our approach to health and wellness. Absolutely. We're helping folks one day at a time, one day at a time. That's it. Hey, Health Junkies, are you feeling just off, feeling like you're aging a little bit faster than you want to and wondering what in the world is up? Hey, I might have some answers for you and some direction. If you want to chat with me, I am offering complimentary calls right now. You can head over to Dr. Spelled Out, J-K-R-A-U-S-E-N-D.com. Take my quiz, click on the schedule a chat, and let's talk and see if we can get you in the right direction. And if I'm able to help you, I'm going to let you know. Otherwise, I'm going to help you find what you're looking for. Head over to drjkrausnd.com and check it out now. Hey, fellow health junkie. Thanks for listening to the Health Fix podcast. If you enjoyed tuning in, please help support me to get the word out about the podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review, and just get that word out. Thanks again for listening.